everybody. Welcome back. Uh, another edition of the Gridiron Uncensored podcast. Uh, again, the usual crew. Uh, the only crew, Blake, Trevor, myself, uh, Brendan with you tonight. Uh, you know, we're, we're obviously going into rivalry week here. That's always hard to say. And I feel like an idiot every time I say it. I've got to like slow down and <laughs> Weibel week. Sure. Yeah, Weibel week. <laughs> I'm I'm done. I'm I'll just call it RR. Wait, RW. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like I said, it's been one of those days, baby. But either way, rivalry week. We are here, so we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk a little bit about some of these college football playoff rankings, real quick. That dropped on Tuesday. Um, so you know, again, big week here. We got some some big games, and obviously some are a little lesser when it comes to scale of the, the playoff race. But uh, some of them matter for the Group of Five uh, spot in the New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, you got some that you know just for bragging rights. Some are trying to finish off uh, some people's seasons here. You know, some are fighting for bowls as well. So it, it is important uh, whether you know some of the naysayers say it is or not. Uh, first, let, let's talk about these. These playoff rankings, obviously, uh, Washington jumps in at number four. That's big for them. Florida State did get kicked back. Uh, Michigan dropped back after, you know, lackluster performance against Maryland. Um, Ohio State and Georgia still uh, one and two. Uh, my biggest concerns are really in the back end of it. Uh, you know, Tennessee being at 21, I think, is an atrocity to man. Um, you know, people I've, I've seen say, like, well, look, look at uh, Kansas State and Oklahoma State. You know, look at look at those. Oklahoma State's, you know, three losses. They Why are they up there? Well, three losses is a little bit better than four, right? Uh, or look at Clemson. Look, they've got four losses. Yeah, look who Clemson's beat also. Clemson's not a bad team. They also haven't been fucking dog-walked, you know, three games in a season. So go, go check out Tennessee's record and get back to me on that one. Uh, the – I'll say the one one more thing on the Kansas State Oklahoma State. Uh, I've seen people trying to make comparisons here between um, you know Texas and Alabama uh, and some of the others that have the head to heads. Well, again, Oklahoma State lost to South Alabama. Oklahoma State got absolutely smoked by UCF. Kansas State has won really good games. They've also barely lost when they when they have lost. So, no, they're not comparable, okay? So uh, let's get that out of the way real quick. Uh, guys, what were your takes on on the, you know, rankings here? And honestly, not too bad. Just a couple of little things that, that irked me. Tennessee should not even be in the top 50. They're that bad. I would pick so many teams over them. Boston College, Miami, Ohio, Toledo, Tulane, Liberty, all of those teams – would beat Tennessee on a neutral field. It, it's that's my only issue with the top 25 really. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee is a joke, but the it's, I don't know the top, the top five or top four. I think, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's all going to play out in the end because all of them have to play their championship games. And if they win out, then they win out and they'll be there. Um, Michigan, Ohio State, that's going to be rectified this weekend. So, I mean, so uh, I think there might be a scenario where if Michigan beats Ohio State, Ohio State is probably slobbed in the knob a bit to be able to get into the playoff. 
even with even losing the conference championship because we've seen it before. We've seen them do it before where they've lost the conference championship and still find their way into the uh, the conference the conference champ. Uh, sorry, the playoff. But I, I was also thinking about this earlier, and I heard a few people talk about it that if um, Alabama beats Georgia in that in their conference championship, that there's a scenario where Georgia and Alabama are in the playoff and the other three conferences are fighting it out for the last two spots. If Alabama beats Georgia, I don't think Georgia will be in the playoffs, because it, especially if Texas wins out. Te- it'd be Texas and Bama, I think, in that position because you have a Big 12 conference champion and – I don't see a one-loss Big 12 Conference champion that beat the SEC champion not getting in over Georgia. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <clears throat> I, I've i seen that scenario pop up where Michigan wins, wa- uh, Washington wins, uh, I think it was Texas wins, and then Bama beats Georgia, uh, and who would get in? And I, I find it really hard for them to say right now they're saying Georgia's far and ahead above everybody else. Maybe. You know, I they, they've looked really good of late. But, again, it was still Tennessee that they beat. And, you know, I, may, maybe they are far and away ahead. I don't know. But when they say that, if they lose, say, a close game to Alabama, could you see them dropping Georgia to, you know, knocking them back to sixth, seventh place? I don't know. I, I don't know if they would do that. Well, I, they, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would, but I just – I don't know. You Could you see a scenario of no SEC team in it? I think there's no. possibility. Well, maybe. If, if Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas all win, win out, or if Ohio State, Washington, Florida State, and Texas all win out, and Bama I, beats Georgia – just and based Bama on man, that's, the historic, that would be a tough one. Historically, SEC how the committee does, yeah, the SEC champion, whether it's a one-loss Alabama, they're going to be in regardless, just because of how the committee votes. That's just how they do it. I just want to how they view out. the SEC. You know what that's I mean? Just mm-hmm. How the committee views it? Yeah, that's that's just my question. Like, who would they kick out in that? Texas. Uh, I think they would. I think Brett, I think Blake in, in that the scenario that you're talking about. I honestly think that Georgia would be left out if Bama beats Georgia and everyone does what they're supposed to do and wins their respective championships. Michigan, say for example, Michigan wins theirs. I think Ohio State's out. Mm-hmm. Um, although there is a in my head, I'm thinking, well, how high does Alabama have to climb? If Alabama wins out and gets to the championship and hasn't lost since that one loss, uh, in in my head I'm like, well, if they climb to the five, fifth, fourth, or sixth position or something like that, and then they lose or they win, I think maybe the committee would be like, well, that's a top tier loss, and if it's close, they may yeah. view it differently with respect to Georgia, right. I just feel like if everybody wins like they're supposed to, but Bama beats Georgia, I think you're looking at either the winner of Michigan, Ohio State will be your number one. 
Then you're going to have Washington at two, Florida State at three, and then Bama would go in at four. In the most chaotic scenario is Ohio State beats Michigan, Washington loses to Oregon, Florida State goes undefeated, and then Bama beats Georgia. Then that's yeah, pure chaos mess. there. That, that's a mess, yep. Because then you have all these one-loss teams. Mm-hmm. Because you'd have Oregon at one loss, Texas at one loss, Bama at one loss, Georgia at one loss. I mean, that'd be that's going to be chaotic. And that's yeah, what I'll I, tell you what, they probably happened. have to go go into, like, how bad was that loss? Like, was it a close game? Was it not a close game? How did they look type of deal? Yeah. And see, that's another thing where I think uh, strength of schedule will be factored in on Georgia. Yeah. And, and like, I, I think the same thing with Ohio State. You know, they – I don't think they've really had a tough schedule, really. The only team outside uh, Michigan that they played – of any value was Notre Dame, but Notre Dame ain't nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they played so, Penn state too. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they yeah. played the same teams Michigan did plus Notre yeah. Dame. So, I mean, I don't think it's really something that's going to hedge them in over somebody else. Yeah. That's the only, yeah. that's why I say like at the back end of the rankings, it does matter. You know, a lot of times, you know, people say it doesn't, but when you saw Tennessee sitting as a top 25 win, and that's what they judge. Yeah. Like, okay. Come on. Like really? Yep. Really? Yep. I mean that that right there alone is going to propel you know one of them. Oh, they've got a bigger, stronger strength of schedule. When you're like, is it really? You know. Yeah. But, exactly right. So um, I I don't know. But that, you know, that's the speaking. You know, but I do want to say this. I was going to say this for later on in the show, but since we're already talking about the college football playoff and we're talking about the scenarios. Who do you guys have as your final four before the final week and all that stuff? Who do you Blake, guys you have as our final finals? I like the <clears throat> chaos scenario. I like <laughs> – I think you're going to see Ohio State, Florida State, Bama, and I think Oregon will pull it off over Washington. Yeah. I still, I still feel like Michigan will find a way to win on this one. I think it's going to be a very tight game. Uh, but I'm still, I'm going to say Michigan. I think Georgia would beat Alabama just on quarterback play. So I'd go Georgia number one, Michigan probably number two. I have Oregon sliding in. Uh, I think they would beat Washington in a rematch. And then, so that would put Texas, uh, well, Florida State. So, yeah, probably Georgia, Michigan, uh, Oregon, and Florida State. So, you don't I think, think Florida, Florida State... can pull the upset? It's going to be close, <laughs> man. I, it really, but two, In two the quarterbacks. I know, but it, well, it's going to lean on of... the rest of the team. So, I, I think Florida State <laughs> beats them in that court category. Obviously, we're going to yeah. get into our breakdowns, guys. Yeah. We're going to have these conversations. Yeah, we're going to have uh, these conversations. We're going to dive, dive into the deep dive of it. But I'm actually a split in between both of you. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you all went both ways the way you did. So I have Bama, Michigan, Oregon, and Texas. I have FSU at least at minimum losing to Louisville in the championship. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I do have them losing in one of these two games coming up. Um, only, and I probably wouldn't even gone this route if if Travis was still there. Yeah, if he was still if he was healthy and he didn't get injured in that that bad bad injury. Um, but yeah, that's that's my top that's my top ones. I think Texas squeezes in there, and I and like you guys both said, I think I think Oregon has has the chops too. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, we all know, and we've all seen it. It's hard to beat a team twice in one year. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very hard. Well, yeah, and I just don't to, think. Um, I, I think Washington is good enough, but I just don't. I think Oregon's better. Well, going back to what you said about Florida State with Travis going out, I felt like they looked better without him than they've looked all season. Uh, that second half of UNA, and I know it was just UNA. But they they've struggled with little teams like that all year yeah. with Jordan Travis, and I felt like they looked pretty good offensively without Travis there. It pushed them more heavily on that run game, which is very good. They've just kind of they've been hit or miss this season with it. But I thought they looked really good that second half there. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how how they play with this new quarterback, and obviously he's been in the. You know, he's been in the system. It's not like he's brand new. He's been around the block. He's with them. He knows the system. It said that he had only thrown 62 passes since he's been at Florida State. Hmm. And I think, I don't remember if it was his second or his third year, but either way, 62, that's not a lot. But that's how how Bama backups are, too. All right. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. And and that's how, you know, backup quarterbacks usually are. You know, they're, they're going to get limited snaps, limited passes. But I think it does say something for being there for a while, knowing the system, uh, being able to get in there, and, you know, the coaches still feel comfortable calling their plays. So we'll we'll see real quick how Florida State handles that pressure of a new quarterback. Uh, Right now against, like we said, against Florida in the Swamp, I mean, that's not a tough – that's not an easy place to play. Uh, Brand-new quarterback coming in, and that's – Upset city, watch out for it. Um, I know it, it made me question kind of if they can make it through, but I I feel like their team is still really strong. And same with Texas. I the, the reason I'd, I'd put Oregon in over them is because obviously they're already valued higher than Texas being at six with literally no strength of schedule. Uh, you know, when you look at Oregon's record, they're strictly ranked at six based on the eye test. Yeah, they did destroy Utah. But Utah is not ranked anymore. Texas has a win over Alabama. They've beaten a good Kansas State team. Um, so I mean, it, that's just one with a with a backup quarterback too. You know that that's still I, I give them a lot of credit for that. So I, I think they would end up getting in over Texas. You know, just even if Texas won out in that scenario, it's it's going to be crazy. We'll see what the the committee does, but they obviously value Oregon more just on, on looking at them. So I don't know. We'll see. We will see what happens. When Oregon beat Washington, Washington was, I feel like in the prime of their season, or I mean, uh, when they lost yeah. to Washington. Sorry. I know what you meant. <laughs> they, so their, their one loss was to probably the best offensive team in college football. So, I think that's what kind of weighs heavily. When you get with all these one-loss teams, you got to start looking at who has the best loss 
at some point too. Mm-hmm. And it should never be like that. But when you have a four team playoff and they they're all pretty equal, you know, you gotta find something that separates one from the others. And as bad as it sounds to say, Oregon has the best loss. Texas's loss to Oklahoma, I do think hurts them just Agreed. because how poorly Oklahoma played UCF and then lost to Kansas and then lost to Oklahoma State, who also lost to UCF. And, I, you know, that doesn't look good on Texas' side. <clears throat> but, you know, who knows what the committee will do at this point. Yeah. I mean, There's it could really change not a reason <laughs> to argue about it, you know. We'll know. We'll have a much clearer picture after this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see how much the conference championships are going to matter. Because who knows? What if Washington State upsets Washington? They've done it before. Yeah. You know, Oregon State could easily beat Oregon. Um, Texas Tech, not likely to beat Texas, but it could happen. It's happened before. Bama could lose to Auburn. You know, there's a lot of scenarios that could play out this week. If Very any true. of those happen, get ready for <laughs> crazy madness going into the uh, championship week. I hope it does. I hope it happens. It, it's going to be insane and seeing the meltdown. <laughs> I won't be like, watching much. I won't be mu- mu- watching much during the noon hour, other than the Michigan Ohio State game. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be pacing. outside of that. I'll be keeping tabs on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, might have might be flowing a little little beverage and oh my and hoping, god uh, and praying and you know we'll see Dude, what happens. I, to- I told the wife I was like <laughs> I fully understand if I become obnoxious and you put me downstairs in the downstairs TV. <laughs> I fully understand. Yeah, because my anxiety uh, level for that whole game will be high. It's it's gonna be rocky. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Uh, yeah, let's get let's into get some into of these it, games man. and uh, well, since we're already on it, uh, number two OSU. Is coming to Michigan, number three Michigan. Uh, you know, Michigan is a three-point favorite currently. Obviously, this meeting at for the first time after the whole Stallions, you know, scandal and you know all the the f- flame that's been thrown, you know, at each other, and you know, Michigan's getting hit from all sides. Michigan's throwing some smoke back at Ohio State, saying it's Ryan Day and his his you know family that did the private investigative firm. Uh, now there's some more stuff on Twitter talking about uh, some possible operation going on on the Ohio State side where they're Venmoing people and sending people to games. and it, So there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of hatred. Uh, obviously, it's the biggest rivalry in sports. And you've got Ryan Day was asked – Yesterday, don't give us that know, face, Blake. Don't make that face. You can't tell me it's it's Auburn, Alabama. <laughs> you cannot even yeah. come close to I saying can. that. There ain't no way. In, how? Between in the state of Alabama, hundred percent. It's the biggest rivalry in the, in the state of Alabama. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> in the country, no. Debate. Auburn, Auburn's only been good for like ten years, twenty years. Yeah, but hatred goes back forever. Yeah, Michigan. They fought a war over Ohio State, (laughs) over over Ohio and and Michigan. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) I respect your uh, your hustle on that one. Uh, Either way, back to it. Uh, So the greatest rivalry in sports, uh, you know, Michigan Ohio State. What you got? What's up? 
No, I was doing two for the second. Oh, greatest oh okay. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I thought yeah, you were trying yeah, to say yeah. something. Sorry, you know, I'm yeah, you know, I'm just kind of taken back. Um, but either way, the greatest rivalry in sports. I mean, it's like the Groundhog Day. We're just gonna keep saying it and saying it and saying it until one of us gives up. Well, That's I can fun. go all night. Um, but either way, you got Ryan Day talking. You know, they asked him, "Do you respect you know Harbaugh and the rivalry?" He didn't answer. You know, he was like, eh, "You know, we got." We know what's been going on the last couple of years. And then they asked Harbaugh, do you respect Ryan Day? He was like, look, we're, we're preparing for the game and all that other stuff's irrelevant. Okay, so nobody's answering anything. Everybody's just wait, ready for this game. They're, not answering, it it. The they're not answering it, but they're really answering it. Oh, like, I yeah, have they no say love yeah. or respect for that coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like a Keith Whitley song, right? You say nothing at all when you, know, you say it all when you say nothing at all. So, um yeah, I, I you can see the hatred just in in the press conferences. It's going to be a, a crazy environment in Ann Arbor. Uh, the fans are not happy with ESPN. They're not. I, I don't know what's going to happen at game day. It's just going to be stupid. So I can't wait to watch that one. Um, right off the bat, obviously Michigan without Harbaugh. Last two weeks have they've looked rough offensively, even though they did dominate Penn State on the ground. They didn't have to throw it. Uh, he was set, JJ was seven of eight that day, uh, but then Maryland he looked off. I know they're saying he's got an ankle injury, uh, which he did you know go down weird in Penn State. Um, is he going to be good? I don't know. They have to have his ability to run. I think uh, to to make this game open up. Otherwise, you know, Ohio State is going to commit eight you know to the box and just just you know dare him to throw it. Um, heavy pressure. So I'm curious to see how Michigan comes out this week without Harbaugh, what adjustments they've made. Um, obviously, J.J. getting back to his normal self. And then on the off Ohio State side, their tackles, they've had problems there. Um, McCord has been sacked a lot. Uh, so I'm curious to see how, how Mich Michigan uh, mixes up the blitz packages and gets after him and makes him uncomfortable. Because I do believe McCord is hurt as well. So this could be this could be a mess of a game. I look for it to be a mess of a game. I uh, I don't know that I'm confident in an Ohio State win because I do think if Michigan can control the line of scrimmage and get that run game going, I don't see Ohio State being able to pull it out, especially being at Michigan. So Ohio State though I do think they've got close to as good of a defense as Penn State does, and they've got a little bit better of a quarterback than Penn State, and then they've obviously got a better receiving core than Penn State has. Mm -hmm. So it, it just really comes to the line of scrimmage for Michigan if they're going to win this game because if Ohio State is able to start moving the football, I don't know that – I don't feel like Michigan is explosive enough to keep up if it gets into a shootout. I tend to agree with you in that regard only because they lost, they lost some receivers last year. Um, Roman Wilson's banged up, not really sure what his status is for the game. And he's their best wide receiver on the, on the, on the field. Doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't some, uh, talented wide receiver that just hasn't been getting a lot of playing time because these the core wide receivers are just staying healthy or have been able to stay healthy 
most of the year. Um, and we have seen uh, a few times this season where uh, his name escapes me, but number 82. Samaj. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there you me. go. <laughs> Samaj Morgan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's stepped in, stepped in and started to really play a better role these past few games. Um, so I think, um, we'll be okay on the wide receiver front. And even if Roman Wilson is out, um, but I, I kind of agree with you, Blake, that I don't think Michigan is built for a shootout, at least not in the way that they did it last year, where they just kind of start, they just pulled away. Um, and just had those breakaway plays. I just I, – I don't see it this year. I will be happily surprised if that does happen. Yeah. But um, I, I, I expect this to be kind of a, a mid-range game, 20, 20s, low 30s, um, but tight. I don't know that it gets out of the 20s. Like, I, if I had to pick a score, I would say, like, right now I would say Ohio State, like 27, Michigan 20, or 27, 23, something like that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but I, I'll tell you this, the, the real outlier to that particular statement is if it, it really depends on what kind of what kind of play calling they decide they want to do. If yeah. the defense dictates that they're bringing up everybody and leaving leaving their corners one-on-one, I, I definitely think that the coaching staff has plenty of confidence in J.J. to just let him go and let him do his thing. Um, but – I think they are going to do a balanced offense at least in the first quarter and just see yeah. how uh, Ohio State attacks that. I feel like they'll try to run it because that's how they beat them a lot. That's how Ohio State, when they go down, that's how they go down. Is They, they have an inability to stop teams that can run the football. Going back forever, it seems like. I know when Bama, when we smoked them, they couldn't stop Najee Harris and – Last year, they struggled to stop the run, you know. Yeah. And Michigan excels at that. So, I give the edge on that to Michigan. But Michigan's – I still am like – I'm torn on how good Michigan is just based off – I'm going off the Maryland and the Penn State game, really. Mm -hmm. Because there's not really another game I can look at, which I don't watch them all like y'all do. So, y'all see more than I do. Yeah. But – those are the two that I've watched, and I feel like Michigan's offensive line really struggled in those two games. Mm-hmm. And I think, but I think you said that y'all had an injury or two injuries on the line. So the Maryland game, we had two, our both of our starting tackles go out. Uh, so while well, the first one didn't even show up because he he was resting from the Penn Penn State game, he got injured. So we shifted the line around, and then in the game. Uh, at the end of the first half, our other lineman got injured, so they he was out. So we were start. We had two new guys in the shuffled line, and yeah, they were they were getting some good pressure on us. And obviously, JJ was off, uh, which doesn't happen often. You know, he he's a he's a quarterback that can make any throw. That's I mean, he really can. But when he's off, you know, typically it's uh, I'm trying to think a couple games back. It was like a foot off, like barely, barely missing, not hitting him right in stride. And then the next game, he was good. And then, like, Maryland, he was just off. Yeah. It, it just didn't look right. He didn't – but they didn't have any pole reads on him. He wasn't running when when he should have. 
So I, I don't know if he was just saving him. So I don't know what I don't know what I, exactly is going on. There was there was a report that suggested that JJ had an ankle injury during mm-hmm. that game and played through it, but that's why he wasn't taking the opportunities to run like he would have probably a few games before. Yeah. Um, but I never saw anything else out of, uh, about it. It was just like one commentator made making a suggestion or speculating, really. I mean, I um, remember he did a – it was a quarterback keeper around to the right out of shotgun, and he ended up getting a first down. It was against Penn State. And when he came up, he was hobbled. He was like – you could see him grimacing and he the way he came down. So I, I don't know uh, – you know, maybe maybe they are just resting them, getting them ready, because this is obviously the biggest game of the season. The, the season is on the line right here. Yep. Uh, and obviously, I'll, it helps being at home. You got home crowd advantage. If this was and in you the know shoe, that place I, is going to be rocking with all the drama oh, yeah. that's happened with Ohio State this this past week. Yeah. So I'm saying, if this was in the shoe, I think maybe I would I'd probably go Ohio State right now, just based off Michigan's last week. But being at home and you know having the snap count, you know not having to worry about the noise. And not having to do like a silent count or anything, you're. I think you're good. I think they're going to have a chance here uh, to to get get it done, even without Harbaugh on the sidelines. Though it's not going to be easy. I mean, this is going to be a field goal game. I, I believe it's going to be very tight. Uh, let's let's go on to. Uh, we got a couple Friday night games here. Uh, like we said on the last one, Friday night. Friday's got some good games. Uh, you know, Tulane, uh, UTSA is is the first one that we're going to hit up. Uh, UTSA is at Tulane. If I sorry, I misspoke. Number twenty-four. Uh, Tulane is currently a three and a half point favorite. This is a big one because it, it's for the American Conference. All right, this this is for Tulane. It's a potential near near six bowl on the line. So we've got a lot of implications here. UTSA started off really poorly, and we we were high on them to start the season. I thought they could even beat Tennessee, but Frank Harris was off. They were just, he was, you know, he obviously had, had a uh, injury on in the off season. Uh, they did a story on him uh, the other night when I watched him and like, he was really down like on himself. He mentally struggling. And then something changed. Like uh, I think week four, week five, and he started getting back into himself and that he's tearing it up lately. So this is a team that that's a dangerous, you know, in the in the American, and uh, I think they have every chance to beat Tulane, who has also struggled against some of these teams like Eastern Carolina, uh, who's not very good. So that this this could be a very tight game, and you know, I'm I'm obviously a big UTSA guy myself. So I think they. Yeah, get I'd it. actually, uh, I really like UTSA in this scenario, and. I may be wrong, but I know he played in week one, but didn't he miss games? Didn't he miss, like, the next two? Because I, I thought I remembered hearing I, I believe something he did. about uh, – Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing them say something about since his return, they're 7-0 and since he come back. Yeah. So I don't know if he stepped aside or something maybe. Um, I haven't really done the research on it, but – I know I was big on him last year, and I really like mm-hmm. him, and I do think he's a good quarterback. And Tulane yeah. has struggled a lot this season, and uh, that's—I'll just say it right now. I think UTSA is going to go in and get a win. Yeah, I mean, what a way to spoil a season, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Being at Tulane, though, that's tough. It's it's not easy, but nah, they've struggled a lot, a lot. Yeah, um, I am not sold on UTSA like y'all are. <laughs> I wasn't at the beginning of the season. I'm going to hold true to that same opinion uh, now is that I just – I don't have the faith that y'all do in them. So I think since it's at home, I will lean towards Tulane being able to take this one more than likely. I'm try- I was trying to pull up the standings for the American League to see how, how close SMU was to be sneaking in there. <laughs> but I, I think don't think it they are. comes down it, to these two, don't it? There's a, currently a, a three-way tie in the, the uh, American. You've got Tulane, SMU, and UTSA are all 7-0 and in conference. That is awesome. That is yes. awesome. Both of our pick, both of all, both of our picks are in it still. That's fantastic. Hey, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're we're all right, guys. We know we know a little bit about football. Okay, some may say we don't. Some of our haters out there, you know, Tennessee fans mainly, but uh, <laughs> I think we know a little bit about a lot. So, either way, uh, yeah, th- this this will be a fun one. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about what Tennessee fans say. They uh, they can measure their IQ with a thermometer. So, <laughs> dog. <laughs> All right, baby. shots fired uh, across the bow. Uh, the other Friday night game. This one's massive implications for the playoff. For Very the excited about this one. Okay, and you know we're going to talk some Heisman talk here in a, in a minute too. Maybe right after this game. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Because uh, again, we're doing it live. Um, but th- this Oregon State, number 11 Oregon State at Oregon. Oregon's 13.5-point favorites. And, yeah, yes, Oregon, they should have beaten Washington. They're good, too. Everybody believes it. They're, this is a good football team. You can see it when the way they play. They've dominated just about everybody uh, outside of the Washington game. And there were some coaching blunders there. They smoked Utah, who has a good defense. Their offense was struggling at the time, but still. And then you got Oregon State. Oregon State's a very good balanced team. DJ uses a solid quarterback. He's made some mistakes, but he's he plays really well, makes some big plays at times. Uh, or obviously this, you know, we're coming down to the the end of the Pac-12 here. I don't think they've renewed their rivalry. I know uh, Washington and Washington State are believe under contract now for the next five years. That's something they just broke uh, that the Apple cup is going to continue uh, past the closing of the, the pac 12. So there's, there's a lot of hate here and that, you know, they call it the civil war, right? Uh, so th- this is, you know, some people may not like that. I don't care. That's what it's called. Uh, so you, you got a lot of, you know, anger here. You've got hatred. You've got a good rivalry game coming down to this. We saw Bedlam end with Oklahoma State beating Oklahoma. Could this be one where, you know, the state team beats the flagship program? No, it is not. (laughs) Oregon, uh, I think it's a double-digit win for Oregon. I I think their offense is that good. I think yeah. I think Oregon Oregon State can probably hang with them for maybe a half, and I think that Oregon will just end up pulling it away. The only way yeah. it's close is if Oregon State 
has eight to ten minute drives every quarter and produces yeah. touchdowns. That's the only way yeah. it's close. If they don't do that, Oregon will run away with this game. Yeah. I agree with that statement for sure. Yeah, they're they're going to have to play that style of offense. That I mean, that's that's how you beat these types of teams. And anybody would tell you that any you know it's you have to run the ball, you have to get third downs, you have to stay ahead of the sticks. You cannot get in the second and long. You can't get in the third and long. If you do that against this good Oregon defense, you're in trouble. You're going to be punting, and you're going to get behind, and you're not going to win a shootout with Oregon. Well, just when I look at well, it, well, um, you know, you go ahead, buddy. Uh, no, I was just going to say. Well, I think just as important as what you just said, Brennan. The other important thing is that the offense holds the ball and keeps it out of Bo Nix's hands mm-hmm. as long as humanly possible. Yes. Uh, like, I don't, I mean, yeah. If they can get all the way to third down and short and get convert and just keep that clock just a rolling, I think they, like Blake said, it'll, it'll give them a chance for sure. I know it don't always matter because you can look good on paper all day and still lose a game. But when I when I'm looking at this, the difference between these teams, and I'm just doing comparisons. If I had to pick between quarterbacks, I go Bo Nix. If I go running backs, I still go uh, Irving or Irvington, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oregon's got the better running back. Oregon's got the better offensive line. Oregon's got the better receivers. Go to the defensive side of the ball. I feel like Oregon's got the better front. I feel like Oregon's got the better secondary. I just don't see an advantage anywhere for Oregon State other than their style of play compared to Oregon's. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough one for Oregon State to pull off, like no doubt about it. Uh, The only thing I'll say is that the hatred, the rivalry might fuel it. And you never know. When you put that kind of emotion into it, you never know what's going to come out of it. It can happen. It can certainly happen. And one last thing I'll say on this one is coaching. We've seen Oregon State against Arizona make some mistakes in the half, you know, not taking points and going for it. You've got to make correct calls. I know it's easier said than done. You're in the moment, but you've got to make these decisions. These are huge moments for your team. And uh, getting a good, you know, even better bowl game and proving that, you know, Oregon State's a damn good football team. Um, yeah. let, let's go ahead and, and jump on forward here. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Texas A&M and the LSU game. Uh, th- this is one. Uh, let me backtrack real quick. We're going to do a little condensed, you know, today. Uh, do kind of like what we did two episodes ago where this, you know, we're going to do top five, you know, more more uh, in-depth. And then we're going to just do a quick, you know, kind of coverage of uh, the other uh, five games in our pick them. And then uh, we'll also talk about some uh, Heisman talk real quick, uh, you know, towards the end here. Um, but the Texas A&M at number 15 LSU, LSU is an 11 and a half point favorite. And this, this is one most aren't going to give Texas A&M a chance at all. And uh, I tend to agree with that just because of the circumstances. They've got a third string quarterback, but that LSU defense is not good. We've seen it time and again. However, the LSU offense is very good. <laughs> so Jane Daniels has every potential here to start locking up that Heisman, which people are already pretty much giving it to him. 
And he, I think he deserves a lot of that credit. Uh, you know, though there's others out there that have had wonderful seasons as well. But Texas A&M, the one thing that they've gotten dinged for three or four games this season, they've had one wide receiver just absolutely annihilate them. It was Bama. It was Ole Miss, uh, Miami. So three, three teams with good receivers all toward Texas A&M's defense apart. LSU with neighbors out there has that exact ability to just find that weakness and annihilate their defense. Uh, so I'm looking for Jaden Daniels to have a Heisman moment here. Um, you know, tear up that, that pass defense. But the biggest thing for them, for Texas A&M, is getting that rush in, uh, blitzing the hell out of them. But you have to contain them too because he's quick. It's not going to be easy for Texas A&M. But it is doable. It is possible. One good thing that Texas A&M has going for them is that Jimbo anchor yep. is no longer dragging them down. But it's not enough to lift the weight of Jaden Daniels. He will torch this defense, and it's, it just won't even be close. You want to know what the one good thing about Texas A&M that they don't have to worry about is they don't have to worry about this game. Because they can just go not watch other games because their team ain't got a shot in shot in hell against LSU. There ain't no way they ain't gonna even sniff them. They're gonna probably beat them by three touchdowns. Hey, they. I mean, Texas A&M has beaten two their last two opponents. I mean, it was Mississippi State and some FCS teams. You can't even remember. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm. I'm just saying, there is a chance, okay? The the third-string quarterback, he's played pretty all right. You know, he's done good. Uh, and the, LSU, the only reason I say they have a chance is because the LSU's defense is not good. All right. Just the same way that Ole Miss was able to, you know, they were in the, the game with Ole Miss because Ole Miss's defense isn't good. So I, I there might be a chance. I don't think it's very big, okay? It, it is an 11.5-point game. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Trying to keep trying to keep some hope alive. <laughs> trying to, you know, will it to there is no maybe. hope. No, Obi Wan Kenobi, no. his ship has sailed. There is no yeah, hope. He's gone. He's a ghost now. <laughs> Let's talk about another game here that is going to be just very intriguing. I'm I'm definitely watching this one. Florida State at Florida. Florida State is six and a half point favorites. We we kind of talked about this before, uh, you know. In, you know, the playoff race and what, what all is going to happen. They got the Gator Chomp going on. You know, you got the the Seminoles. And it, it's just – it's it's a big game, all right? This is a, a big rivalry. You're in the swamp, which is never easy to play in. doesn't matter how crappy the teams are. They come they, – the crowd comes to play, all right? It, it's like the, the 13th man, maybe the 14th. I, I don't know. I don't want to copyright infringement or uh, upset any Aggies out there. Uh, so I won't say the twelfth man. Oh, what, did I do it? I don't know. Uh, but either way, Florida State, Florida, both new <laughs> quarterbacks. This is the main headline. Jordan Travis is gone. All right, he's hurt. He's done. Uh, Graham Mertz, who really had a great season, you know, from what we were expecting, he's done too. He's got a broken collarbone. Two new quarterbacks going toe to toe. It's it's going to be tight, boys. Well, this is probably the biggest rivalry game 
outside of the other 20 rivalry games that are bigger than this one. And when I look at it on paper, Florida can't stop the run. Florida can't stop the pass. But Florida has at times showed an ability to score. And they're capable of producing a solid game on the ground. Florida State does not travel well. They are undefeated, but they've struggled with Clemson on the road. They struggle with Boston College on the road. Florida has much better athletes than both teams. The swamp is crazy. If there was an opportunity for an upset, this is the one. I still just think Florida State's too much for them because they're, Florida State has a lot of good athletes. And I feel like, like I said earlier, I feel like Jordan Travis was kind of – he was obviously the star of the show. But now that he's not taking every snap, I feel like it's showcasing what their running game can really be, which I I felt was really good in one of their strengths. And now they're going to have to lean on that. And I think that'll benefit them more than most people realize. So I still think Florida or uh, Florida State wins this game. But, you know, Florida can do it. This is one of the ones that, that could happen. I think Florida State's talent is going to carry them through a lot of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, they do have a bit of I, – I, I mean, don't get me wrong – what you said about Florida's talent. They do have good talent. I just don't know if they have the same level of talent that we're talking about with uh, with Florida State. And, God, it's such a hard game to think about because if all things were equal and Florida State had their starting quarterback, it wouldn't even be a tough decision for me, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. If he was in, pff, too easy. He'll, he'll, he'll get through it. Um, but you're right. They have had problems on the road and not having their starting quarterback and the leader of the team. I, and going into the trying to go into the swamp to finish out the season. <laughs> That's a lot of adversity for one team in just uh, just a week's time. Um, well, another thing, they've struggled with teams that can run the football. You know, Duke yeah. exposed a lot of stuff on Florida State and. Florida, uh, ETN's a good running back. Mm-hmm. He is. And Florida's, at times, their offensive line has been solid, especially in the running game. But they have not really, outside of the Tennessee game, they haven't showcased much. They did, their offense did well against LSU, but everybody's offense does well against LSU. Mm-hmm. And they did do fairly well with Missouri. But I still attribute that somewhat to Missouri coming off that loss to Georgia. I just don't know if their head was in it because I, I think Major- uh, Missouri's a much better team on paper than Florida is. Yeah, yeah. So Florida, Florida State—that's uh, it's going to be a tough one, uh, tough one to pick. I still really don't know. I, I kind of have a feeling, but I, I'm going to have to wait till we do our actual picks to to make that call. Uh, let's get into some of these other games here. Like I said, we're kind of doing it abbreviated tonight. Um, so the other games, I know there's still big rivalries out there. Uh, Kentucky, number 10, Louisville. Louisville is currently a seven-point favorite. Uh, Kentucky, 
Leary's kind of come on a little bit towards the end of the season. He's done better than what he was doing early on, but uh, this team still, I, I don't think they're very good. Uh, I, I Louisville has shown that they can beat good teams, even though they've lost to Pitt. This is a team that's been able to put up points. They've scored. Uh, they've got a good coach. Uh, so I'm, I'm just curious to see how does uh, Kentucky handle um, Juwan Jordan and then Plummer uh, in that offense. And then can Leary do anything? I, I don't know if he can. Yeah, I feel like Louisville, they're, they've got a lot to prove. Uh, I think Jeff Brom's a phenomenal coach. And Louisville's just a talented team. You know, they, uh, me and you talked about it earlier about some of the teams they've beaten because I was kind of complaining on their schedule. But when you break it down and look at other teams like NC State, mm-hmm. there there's quality wins on Louisville's schedule. And they just, they don't, they don't reach out and hit you in the face like other teams do. But I really like Louisville in this game. I don't think Kentucky is – they're a good team, but they're not, you know, great. They're a little bit better than Tennessee is the way I look at them. Man, I, I like Louisville in this game. I told you guys last week that, I mean, I'm all in on my on my one dark horse that's in it to win it. So <laughs> I'm yeah, just in man. it. I'm in it for Louisville all the way through, even against FSU in the championship. Yep, I dig it. I mean, I this it's going to be a uh, I think a blowout probably. Uh, we're, we'll do uh, the Bama game last. Uh, we're going to get through some more of these games. Washington State at, at Washington. This is one on paper. They have zero chance. Man, uh, they just may based... have a zero chance, but I'm telling you, I am the most excited about this game. Are because you because of the quarterback play? I am so yeah. curious to see what kind of quarterback play we get. Yes, Cam Ward. I, I just feel so bad for that guy. I wonder if he can transfer. You know, I I know we got, you know, other stuff to talk about, but he's already transferred once. It was from an FCS program, so does that count against the transfer portal? I don't know, because if he still has a year of eligibility, somebody's going to take that man and save him. I well, can save her. I mean, I, he I, could I, still do his fifth year transfer and do his fifth year. Yeah, as a grad, graduate transfer, as a grad, you can do that. Grad transfer, yeah. good point. If you really wanted to, some somebody save that man. Somebody help him. Um, so yeah, Washington sixteen and a half point favorites. Uh, obviously, Washington State, man, I just falling apart. Uh, and then Washington, they're in the top four now. They've got everything in front of them. They cannot overlook this game. I mean, like you're so close. Do not blow it. Uh, yeah, that. Penix, Heisman moment, maybe. Maybe not against Washington State, but, I mean, still, keep throwing darts, bro. Um, anything on this one, Blake? Nah. 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 <laughs> the sentiment. No, I will I, say. Like I said, I, I mean, I just preface this with saying that I'm excited and curious to see what, what Wazoo team we get. Yeah. I will say, uh, you know, with, with it being a rivalry game, there's always that chance. And Washington State has ruined seasons for Washington in the past. You know, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, Arizona State could have rent ruined Washington's season earlier this year. Almost yep. did. Cal could have ruined it. Almost did. Arizona almost did. Very true. A lot of teams could have ruined Washington this year. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There, there have been games this season that Washington has 
ran right up against it, like really yeah. flirting with that L. And uh, I, I walk between them getting Wazoo this week, and I don't think they have a week 13 game, do they? Oregon, the championship. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah obviously, the championship wins. week, but yeah. Well, this, yeah, this is it. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. I'm really excited about this. I'm looking forward to watching this one. It may be over by halftime, but I'll be watching it at least that first half. Yeah. I like the Apple Cup. I think it's a good, good little, little game there. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna go on to a, a newbie into the FC into the FBS here. Uh, Jacksonville State at New Mexico State. Jacksonville State is two and a half point favorite. New Mexico State. You know we're throwing them in here. One is a solid game for the you know the mid majors. And also New Mexico State just beat Auburn, you know. So we had to, you know, throw him a bone, get him, get him in the show, you know, talk a little who? to him. Uh, Auburn, something like that. Team, some, I just like hearing it. They still have a football program. A team that has less national champions than uh, Army. It's a gay bar Monday through Friday, and then on Saturday <laughs> they play football. <laughs> God, dog. Down uh, on the barn. The the the. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So New Mexico State, we had to throw them in, you know, get them in there and and hook them up here. But Jackson State, obviously, big season for them. They're looking for a bowl game. Obviously, they're they're not eligible unless there's not enough bowl eligible teams. They're in the same uh, boat as uh, James Madison. So curious to see what happens there. I mean, they're eight and three. They've had a really good season. Uh, so let's see if you know teams like Florida blow it. You know, maybe you know that. That's what I hope Florida loses, so that we can see Jacksonville State and JMU uh, get some bowl games. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know much about the programs. I didn't look into them. I uh, didn't have time today. Uh, but I do know that they beat Auburn and Jerry Kills a, a good coach. He played, you know, coached at, at uh, Minnesota. He had some health issues, stepped away, and now look what he's done for New Mexico State. You're talking about a ten-win team here, so. I, I'm excited to see what what this one does. I'm going to watch it. I want to see what these teams do, and you know, maybe going forward, maybe they'll they'll do a little bit better out there in uh, New Mexico. It's a tough place to play and coach. Live on the air, I want you to pull up Jacksonville State's quarterbacks' season stats passing the football, and I want you to read it out loud. All right, he is. 190 and 200 for 10,000 yards passing, 20 touchdowns. Wow, this guy, Heisman. No, I'm just kidding. 80 of 164, 1,000 yards, uh, five touchdowns and four picks. Give me New Mexico (laughs) State. Now. Now. His passer rating is – He's his passer passing efficiency is forty eight percent. Helen Keller threw shit in the garbage can at better rates than he can complete a pass. She and went right? like seven of twenty. And Helen so. Keller's not even a real person, you know. Ooh. So that's that's even crazier, you know. When, that's when you old consider Irish that. folklore, they say the same about birds too. I don't know if you've heard that, but birds are just spies. Uh, they're not real yeah. people. Uh, so either way, I, I'm too. really, I'm Trevor. Don't don't question me. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm questioning uh, everything. <laughs> you, well, you can take your questions somewhere else. Uh, but look, how uh, uh, you're absolutely right, Blake. How is this? 
I'm going to check myself. How is this freaking guy leading this team? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm glad they're eight and three, but okay. How are they two and a half point favorites? Um, when New Mexico State's quarterbacks thrown 22 touchdowns, six picks, uh, their running backs got 738 yards, almost a thousand yard rusher. I, I don't, I don't know. Get, give me, uh, you know what? Gridlock, gridlock, <laughs> alert, alert. That, I don't know. That was already mine. You can't take it. I figured you was going to take UTSA. Uh, maybe, maybe I will. You don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know me. Um, let, let's get driving on here, boys. Um, so either way, good for good for Jacksonville State. They're going to get smoked. Uh, Washington State, obviously, they're done for. I'm just kidding. I'm not telling you my picks. I'm just looking at my notes. New <laughs> next one up: UNC at NC State, and UNC is a three point favorite here. But this is one that I've kind of written off UNC or NC State. But when you go back and look at their schedule, it's really not bad. The way they played, like the teams that they that they've been tight games. They're they're not horrible, so I, I I mean they're they're number twenty two now. So uh, UNC we called them out early on this the season. They're pretenders. They were not contenders. They're not dark horses. They are pretenders, and uh, you know they've blown it this year. You, you got a potential first round draft quarterback Drake May to go. You drafted because NFL's <laughs> dumb as box of rocks. I know my our favorite quarterback. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I just I don't see UNC getting out of here. I, I think their season's toast. They're cooked like the bird I'm throwing in the oven tomorrow. Mac Brown sucks as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let him have Drake. It. Drake May pedestrian. Uh, yeah, I ain't used that one in a while. <laughs> Pedestrian. I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, there's not really anything to say. I, I don't have any faith in North Carolina. You can't. How can you put faith in these in this team? And however, North Carolina State, they've quietly snuck up in here and they've taken down some good teams. You know, and I value yeah. some of their wins, and I think yeah, they're they gonna have. they're gonna do it again. Yeah, they. I'll tell you what, I'll be rooting the crap. I've been rooting for the Wolfpack, man. I, I think we all are. I'm ready. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> yeah, let's it, go. Let's go. Uh, let's get out of here. I, I think we all feel the same. Um, let, let's talk about number eight, Bama, at Auburn. Uh, 14 half point favorites for, for Bama against the Barners down, down there on the farm or whatever the hell they call it, down on the plain uh, where the deer and the antelope play or something like that. Uh, Blake, go ahead and lead us in on on the, the Bama. I'm just going to start up. with. I actually, out of respect, I do not partake in Auburn Hate Week because you shouldn't set a week aside for for people like that. I hate them year round. I hate them all the time. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so I hope, yeah. obviously, they lose every game. Um, Anything that could go wrong for the program, I hope it happens. You know, if it costs them money, you know, can't pay the lot bills, whatever. Anything negative, I love it for Auburn. But on the field, this is a big test, I think, for Milrow. It doesn't matter that Auburn sucks ass. That's, that doesn't matter. That's irrelevant here. This will be the loudest 
environment he's played in all season. And yes, I'm even including the 12th man. This will be the toughest place he's played on the road. And he's going to have to have the game of his life. Auburn can beat Bama just like any of these other teams can upset their in-state whatever. I'm worried about this game. I'm worried about Milrow's attention downfield. I'm worried about his overthrows and his happy feet. We've made a lot of improvements, but it's going to come down to how Tommy Reese calls this game on offense. I'm not too worried defensively. I think we can get enough stops on Auburn, but they've always got some little trick plays. You know, Auburn, just like their fans, they're not the kind of people that, and I'm not saying their fans are like, this is just an example. It makes sense in my head, so I'm going to say it. Auburn is not the kind of people that will go to work, get their paycheck, and go to the bank, cash the check. They'd rather just rob the bank. So they're going to come out, and they're going to have trick plays, and which you have to. When, when you suck ass like they do, you have to have trick plays because you're not capable of doing anything else. So they could get 14. They could get 17. They could get 20, 21. Where I get worried is if Tommy Reese tries to go back to pre-LSU and start with this, throw in 30 to 35 passes a game with Milrow, that's when I worry. And then you add in all the screaming, expletive word there, people. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'll just – y'all know how I feel about them. <clears throat> Tell That's where me. I worry. Gays. Lots and lots oh, of gays. You asked. You asked. <laughs> you asked. I said it. And uh, that's becoming my, uh, my, my line. But that's where I worry about Milrow. When the pressure's on him, it's loud. And I don't know. I've got a bad feeling in my stomach on this one. But... It's one of those ones that could go either way with Bama. It could be a blowout. It could be a close game. It could be a loss, as could any football game. Look, here's what I'll say is that all, with Auburn, the fact that they say War Eagle just pisses me off. <laughs> like, it makes no flipping sense whatsoever. It just pisses me off. It doesn't make sense. You're Auburn Tigers, but you prefer to be called you like the War Eagle thing. I don't understand. I'm sure there's some good logical thing, but it's stupid. I'm sorry. It's stupid. The rumor is that when they heat their bottles for their children, they heat it with exhaust fumes. So that's probably got something to do with it. They do weird stuff like that down down there. Yeah, they even say Weagle. Like, instead of War Eagle, they just say Weagle. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Oh, Lord, stop. I hate to please. go in on them again, but they double down on their suckiness. You know, I think I said it on the last show. They could win one game, and they're still out there all in. Oh, we're all in. <laughs> but, no, dude, you know, you have to criticize your team at some point. Mm-hmm. Look hey, in the look. mirror. Look in the mirror. 
Uh, I'll come out in defense of Auburn, okay, and just say that they kept it close with Georgia. Okay, that's what? that's what? that's all I can say. That's all I can say. All right. Okay. In a rare occurrence, I agree with Trevor. I, I'm just trying to trying to you know there are Auburn fans out there and they listen to the show. You know, we want them to feel I don't included have and, against and, Auburn and fans, happy. Really, I've met no? plenty of Auburn fans that are normal, <laughs> logical human beings. But then, then, <laughs> you know, I mean, it all changes. But uh, honestly, I don't have anything against Auburn, the fans. It's no. literally, I just, I don't know. I don't like anything about the team. There is Auburn this fans, year, and then there is people that wear Auburn clothing. Auburn fans are retarded. <laughs> Auburn people that just watch football games are the kind of people that wear the shirts, but they're like, oh, well, mom wants me to come over on Saturday, but it's during the Auburn. That's okay. I would rather go to my mom's house. That's that's where your normal Auburn fans probably are. The ones that actually watch and cheer for the team, they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey. Poor Auburn, they're getting wrecked. Uh, I don't see a way they they necessarily win this unless G, unless Milrow just completely dumps it, you know, throwing the ball too much. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they have the athletes to stop his his running game. Um, looking at it all again, that's it, boys. That's that's the ten games for this week, Ooh. and uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting one here. Maybe some chaos. We will see. Let's go yeah. ahead and do a quick. Who is your – oh, Trevor, you want to hit it? No. Because you and I are looking at – I, I think we're feeling the energy here and, yeah, and each I was other. Yeah, I was about – if you weren't going to do it, I was going to start doing it because I'm excited. I want to talk about it a little bit. I, I want, want you to oblige us, please. I want to hear huh? that beautiful voice of yours say All right, it. all right, all right. So, Hold on, Matthew boys. McConaughey. Hold on now. So, boys, all right. <laughs> I want to hear who you got as your guarantee – or we'll say Heisman gridlock. We'll call it the Heisman gridlock. Who are you locking in mm. for the Heisman? I can't lock it in. No, I, I, will, no. I will. I will at the end of this, but <laughs> I, I got to say it. It's going to come down to, in my eyes, Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix. And if Bo Nix goes out and tears up Oregon State, and then gets the win over Washington in the rematch, I think Bo Nix will ultimately take the Heisman on with him. Jaden Daniels, if he balls out against Texas A&M, I mean, an absolute showstopper, then he, he's got a good chance at winning it. Uh, Penix, it's still possible that he could do it, but... I feel like Nick's has surpassed him at this point. So if I had to pick today, I would probably say Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. I think the not having the Heisman or the, uh, excuse me, the conference championship game for LSU is going to hurt Daniels. I know he's got the stats. He's done all that. They kept him in, let him throw, you know, fourth quarter last week against whoever they played. Uh, but you've got a, you know, you got a big game for Knicks right now, you know, another top 25 matchup. If he shows out there, that's going to propel him even further. And then a week later, 
you have Washington if they if Oregon makes it here. And if they if he wins that game, I think that's a lock for the Heisman right there. So I, I'm gonna go Bo Nix. Shockingly, Bo Nix after everything that's happened in his career. Give me Bo. Yeah, see that that's the funniest part about this. It is truly come full circle for Bo Nix. And Auburn fans. <laughs> and Auburn fans. How you doing? In shambles. <laughs> oh man, he is playing great ball. I really am. But uh I, I just think I'm on the opposite. I think I'm, even though I do think that more than likely Oregon's going to win, I think that. Uh, see, here's the thing. I had it. I had a thought in my head. I thought I was gridlock, and now I'm second guessing my pit because now I'm thinking about how good Oregon has been playing, and I'm just like, man, it is so hard to say. Bo Nix is going to have a bad game and just drop drop off the face of the Heisman watch, but because uh, I I refuse to admit that Marvin Harrison's got a chance, so um, I refuse. I, I no, I disagree. Um, but there, I've seen some people say that Carson Beck is now like in the five. <laughs> so it's like no, what? no way. They keep, Maybe you know, they keep seeing that stuff about people in the top five and six. Like, in reality, dude, it's a three-man decision. It's a three-man race point. at this point. It's That's Knicks, Phoenix, and Daniels, and there's not another conversation to be had. Unless Man. Marvin Harrison has a 200-yard game against Michigan. Yeah. Then I can see him working in. Yeah. I I agree with that statement. And with that said, um, yeah, I can't I can't walk away from that. It's got. It's got to be Bo Nix. Like the more think, and more I think, the more and more I think about it, the more and more he is playing the most complete quarterback game right now, out of all of them. And it's crazy in my mind to to think it because I literally remember us at like the first episode we did this season talking pick six Nix. <laughs> all we were saying about him. Yeah. Uh, and then you know he shut us up pretty quick. Yep, and that's what you're I supposed really to do. believe. If we get an Oregon Washington rematch, the winner of that game's quarterback will probably win the Heisman. I, I would agree with that statement. If Washington beats Oregon uh, again, Penix will probably get. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, because I I've always liked Michael Penix. I've always thought he was a good quarterback, and I think it's, I picked him preseason as my my candidate for the Heisman. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It's the data points, and that's what they look at. And you get an extra data point. They've beaten the big teams they've played. Jane Daniels has not, uh, you know, outside of, you know, Missouri. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think it's going to be, like you said, down to those two. Well, boys, let's go ahead. Uh, let's drive out of that and get into our grid locks for the games, not not our Heisman locks. Uh, so, I'll just go ahead and tell you who mine is. I'm going NC State. That's my lock. They're they're winning this game. It's it's happening. Got it already penned in. What about you guys? I had New Mexico State over oh, Jacksonville yes, yes. State. Nice. And I am gonna just pander and try and trigger some people by saying mine is Florida over FSU. Oh Ooh. man. 
Jared is going to find your address. On Google. <laughs> you're done for, buddy. You're well, done for. He's going to tag all seven of those people again, and you're going to get roasted. Oh, yeah, he's going to tag everybody. <laughs> all right, let's do a run through on our picks and close it out for the evening. Um, first off, Oklahoma, or excuse me, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. All right, UTSA, Tulane. Meep, meep. Tulane. <laughs> All right. One second. Let me write these down. Slow it down a little bit for me, boys. I'm, my okay. brain right. is not right. functioning. No, uh, no, we got Blake said, <laughs> meet, meet, baby. All right. So we got UTSA. I'm going UTSA what? as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, guys, you got to um, ride with your pick. I've got to, man. They're, they're my boys from the, from the get-go. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan. The game. <sighs> Go ahead, say it, Blake. Yeah, Ohio State. Okay. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm. Come on now, <laughs> Michigan, Michigan yeah. for me. I'm ride or die. I'm gonna I'm stick with them. I think JJ just had an off week. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, we will see Texas A&M, LSU. I think we all. Yeah. 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 LSU. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. All right. Hold on. Real quick, are we going into next week too, the championship week for these picks? Because Blake, you've got a two-game lead, so I just want to see where we're at. Are we going to go one more week? On <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no. he's he's looking at his picks. He's like, I'm probably going to pick like these guys are. So I, I got to figure out which one I can. Why would we not pick championship week? I mean, I just want to you know make sure it's we're going to pick championship week. Yeah, I, I think we talked can, about that can... last week, but yeah, we're going to do championship week. You're right. Yeah, you're we're right. picking championship week for All sure. Right. All right, we're good. All right, FSU, Florida. I mean, I Trevor, I already you're going with the you're yeah. going with gridlock. Yeah, I'm following that. Following Old that move, line, Cotton. All right, Blake. I'm gonna word it like this. I hope Florida wins this game, and I'm <laughs> going to pick Florida State because fate has a way of finding me and going against my wishes. So I'm gonna pick Florida State because if I pick Florida, it would never happen. That's true. Uh, I'm going Florida State on this one. There's just too much talent. Uh, Kentucky, Louisville. Cards. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm ride or die with my dark horse. Yeah, give me Louisville. The L's, uh, the Fighting L's. Bama, Auburn. I'm gonna go with Roundup and Harvey Updike, and let's poison them trees. <laughs> Bama, <laughs> of course. Trevor? Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's Bama. <laughs> yeah, it's Bama. I was going to say, man, don't join. You've been huffing too much. Yeah, I've been huffing way too much. <laughs> Picked to a go hell the of other a month now. to stop sniffing glue. Uh, UNC, NC State. I am the alpha. <laughs> I will take the wolf pack. <laughs> oh wow, he really is gonna go to the wolf pack. All right. Huh. Well, I hate Trevor's him, gonna put his faith in Drake. Go the away I knew <laughs> so I'm gonna go USD. Congrats, buddy. You just played yourself. USD. Uh Washington yeah. State, Washington. Husks. Huskies. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Washington on the, as well. There was a part of me that wanted to pick Wazoo. And I will I'm not be mad. I will not be mad if Wazoo pulls it out. Yeah. I'm with you. It wouldn't shock me if they did. 
I'm going with you on, on Washington. Um, it's it's possible it could. The the one that shocks me here, Jackson, Jacksonville State, <laughs> New Mexico State. The quarterback that's been compared to Helen Keller, who again is not real. <laughs> but they're two and a half point favorites. Vegas knows what's up, man. What's happening, Blake? Oh, God. I know they're your I'm, gridlock. I'm writing them in. Yep, yeah, I've uh, and I've had them as my gridlock. I think twice this season, and they have yet to fail me. Ooh. Yeah, I just. The, just the stat that you read on the quarterback from Jackson Jacksonville State. Yeah, I'm, it's New Mexico for me. Uh, give me the New Mexico State, the best Aggies in the country. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. What a burner. Hey, he's not wrong. They're eight and three. The other <laughs> Aggies are five and four. That's What about the Utah State? In the Utah State, the Aggies, too? What are they? They're probably better than A and M. All right, I'm going to go to Mexico State too. And, uh, we're going to close on out of here before we piss any more people off. So again, we appreciate your time. We appreciate uh, you listening to us. Uh, you know, we we do this out of you know pure love in our heart for this game, and uh, we get, we're going to keep working this thing. We're going to keep uh, going at it until we can no longer speak. Okay. Uh, big things possibly coming uh, later this this season, maybe uh, in the next year. We'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, but again, thank you guys. We appreciate it, and uh, we out of here.